You are listening to Amina Amso Network Podcast. One of the things I wanted to jump into was how do you um, create a positive experience or um, how to turn your pain into gain? Because Frank Hughes um, uh, quipped, experience isn't really the best teacher. But it sure does serve as the best excuse for not trying to do the same silly thing again. So if you want your bad experiences to keep you not only from doing the same silly things, but to also lead to significant growth, um, I suggest that you embrace the following five actions. And they are choosing a positive life stance. Uh, Let's see. Embracing and developing your creativity. Embrace the value of bad experience and making good changes after learning from bad experiences. Taking responsibility for your life. Um, And so these things are just being taken from uh, the book that um, I just mentioned earlier, John Maxwell. And by the way, you can actually get a copy of that book. And I'm leaving a link below uh, to get that. So I know I went through this quickly and there's probably no time to go over them all, but... Um, what separates people who thrive from those who merely survive? It's how they face their problems. Um, what about you, like Hudson? What do you think about that? Um, I I think that that's uh, really at the foundation of it. But uh, I also do a little work with uh, trauma stuff and uh, <laughs> trauma stuff. And one thing we learned about this area is that um, people through their life experiences have different levels of skill sets in terms of dealing with things that are happening, right? So um, so some people are more inclined to stay in survival mode than to begin to move into a better place of processing, okay? And uh, there could be a million factors that uh, are are impacting that. And so uh, trauma, survival mode, um, uh, 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 dysregulation, mm-hmm. um, keeping people in a cycle of survival mode, all of these things can prevent people t- from, from entering into, um, let's say, the thriving. So I, I personally believe that we have a severely traumatized world, and maybe that's the way it's always been, But and now we're just talking about it, but the more I learn about trauma, the more I, and, and I watch, look at trauma response patterns, um, the more I, it seems to me that um, it would be wise for us to approach many topics with a, like a trauma-informed um, way of of walking through things so that we don't make assumptions about why people are the way they are or why someone's stuck in survival mode versus why this person's thriving, right? Back uh, 30 years ago, people would just say, well, that person just can't get their act together. Mm. But we know there's many more things about it. So that's just a little plug for people to investigate trauma and what trauma does to the brain and and help how it impacts people's uh, ability to self-regulate, especially in the absence of community. Um, And, all of that stuff works against the moving to from, from surviving to thriving. Mm. Um, uh, I would 
I'll speak from my own experience from moving from survival mode to thriving began with, uh, or it definitely included sharing my story. I believe that every person has a story and everybody's story matters. Even if they're people who think differently than me on topic X, Y, or Z, their story of how they got to right here and now matters. And through the heart of charity, it's very, it's best, it's good. If there's people who want to listen so that, and not to demand a story from someone because that can be emotionally laborious. But when someone finds that the environment is trusted enough to begin to share their story a little bit, mm-hmm. they, they can start to tear off the, the, the blankets of darkness that are weighing them down bit by bit. And that happens when people like you or anybody, your listeners, um, it creates an environment where people know that it's okay to share a little bit, you know, and that happened for me too. There was the first time I shared a little bit and I was like, wow, did that ever feel good? And what I've learned about, you know, trauma, dealing with trauma and moving out of the survival mode mm-hmm. is basically when you put your voice to it, you tell the story over and over again. It's like you move, here's the trauma. You move a little bit outside of the trauma and instead of looking at the situation from within, inside the chaos, suddenly after telling the story over and over again, you, you begin to see it through the rearview mirror. And then it, it, you become less and less, let's say, it becomes detached. It becomes less you and more something about your past. And that's a very important transition procedure I found in my case because it allowed me to reclaim, let's say, my identity um, in Christ and, and to say, yeah, okay, I, I, was, uh, I survived some, certain types of traumas, um, but that doesn't define me anymore. And being able to move out of that has, was in, instrumental in helping me shift towards a, a thriving um, uh, state of being. And so continuing along that, continuing to tell the story, to share the story. And um, what, what I came to realize from that was, wait a second, when I was inside the trauma, um, all, I couldn't see beyond it. I was like inside it. But when I'm outside of the trauma, telling the story about the trauma in the back, I can also see that I'm not bound by the trauma or the survival mode that comes from it. I'm not bound to that as I move forward. And that brings up this idea is that the next chapter of my life is yet to be written and I hold the pen. That's an idea I couldn't get to when I was in survival mode. So, but for me, it came there by being able to share the story and having a beautiful uh, encounters with people who were patient with me while I navigated the journey of the wounds that I had encountered and the wounds that I inflicted and I had to engage in self-forgiveness, all these things. So it was through a lot of people who walked with me, but moving from in the cage of trauma, taking baby steps out, telling the story, looking back at it, realizing I'm not destined to, to live inside this. Wow. Look at that. The next chapter of my life is yet to be written. I got a lot of life left. I better get busy and, and write it write the next chapter the way I want to write it as best I can. And that actually brings a lot of hope to the listeners and to others like um, thinking about what you're talking about. And that's the whole point of having 
pain is that really you appreciate when you are going through the process of pain and uh, suffering that it is so sad and it's so not nice to feel and it will stretch stretch you and it will expand you beyond um, anything that you thought could be possible and uh, yeah it is not very pretty it's not very nice and um, the truth of the matter is that it will move on life will move on um, there will be another painful experience that's going to come next and it's not to be mm-hmm. cynical but um, there will be <laughs> Just being really yeah honest. but how, how about this though right if uh if we're conditioned to only be comfort and see that success is only comfort, then every time some suffering comes, we will be disappointed and we'll be less conditioned to, to, to manage ourselves well. Right. But if, if, you know, it's like the person who prepares for the cold water swim by soaking in the cold bathtub, right. They become inoculated to the shock. I think that because suffering is inevitable in the human experience, that um, when suffering does occur, we view it as a way to become inoculated to the shock of future suffering, that I think that we'll be better off. Not to say we're going to suffer less, but at least we'll know how to handle suffering better. Mm. We'll have been kind of gotten used to it by not wasting the opportunities that suffering brought us. You know, every time that we are suffering, it it is, I do view it as an opportunity to to to, to become a better soul, to become a better person overall is what I mean. And, and to possibly do good things. And I, I, I thinking of one, uh, I think of the, the example, you could, you could think of many examples where someone had a really, uh, rough, you know, they came from something really rough, but then they really made some massive, uh, uh, social impact, right. They turned something, they didn't let the suffering just beat them down. Uh, but, they're able to do something with it that not only made them better, but also society better. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And um, um, I, again, I had lots of things to say, but I, I always I kind of forgot what they were <laughs> listening to I you. Always, it's so good. I, I, I'm talking too much, maybe. No, I, I I don't want to interrupt you. Um, and, okay, so, you know, I'm – yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're trying to um, assess your attitude towards negative experiences upon to this point in your life, based on your personal history, which of the following statements best describes you and how you've approached failure, tragedy, problems, and challenges that have caused you pain? This is from the book. Okay, here are the, here are the sentences. I do anything and everything possible to avoid pain at all costs. I know pain is inevitable, but I try to ignore it or block it out. I know everyone experiences pain, so I just endure it when it comes. I don't like pain, but I try to remain positive despite it. I process the emotion of painful experiences quickly and I try to find a lesson in them. Or... I process pain and I find a lesson and I make changes proactively as a result. So your goal should be to progress from wherever you are currently on the above scale to the place where you make positive changes in the wake of bad experiences. Um, 
What sort of um, sentence do you think you are sitting on, Hudson? <laughs> I, I don't quite remember all seven or eight of those that you listed, <laughs> but I do remember thinking, I was like, well, yeah, some like it's by and large a little bit of, of each. I think uh, I'll lift this into the conversation about uh, virtue. And just for listeners who might not be sure, so in the Catholic faith, there's uh, there's the three theological virtues, four cardinal virtues, and then a whole pile of, of other virtues that come from the other virtues. So like daughter virtues, so to speak. And one of the virtues is is courage. And so, I mean, look, I, I am far less courageous than I ought to be sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, most of the time. <laughs> but I know that doing what is courageous um, let's say even if it might not be the the right thing, still striving to do what is courageous for, uh, with the intention of serving God, is is a pretty good bet. And so, if mm-hmm. that's an, an element of of the decision, like oh, this is the more courageous decision to do, or a course of action or way of being, then that's where I'm going to strive to end up, mm-hmm. because I I would like to. Um, practice the virtue of courage amongst the other virtues. Um, I found that striving to practice any virtue has been helpful for my development, right? And, and, and just making me a better person in the community and everything. So uh, a virtue begets virtue. So that's, that's a good thing. So, so it's hard for me to, like I said, I don't remember what you exactly said. I don't Mm -hmm. have a rewind button while we're recording, but but, um, (laughs) but, yeah, but I'll take the best of each of those, right? Not Mm -hmm. only that, uh, I was going to add at the beginning is that, um, again, so it's not like, I'm like, Oh, I better go suffer and suffer, well, suffer well. I should, we should strive to suffer. Well, um, that's an idea that I, I heard from Dr. Jordan Peterson. That's I'm not claiming that idea as my own. Um, but it makes a lot of sense. And, and what that, that involves is not, not being resentful and, and doing something good with it. Um, but, uh, so I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not seeking out the suffering. Um, but sometimes it is necessary to enter into the suffering to do what is right and just. And I guess an example would be, you know, somebody tries to abduct your your kid. You're at the mall. What are you going to do as a parent? You know that person might be dangerous. Are you going to be like, oh, I want to be safe. I'll just let the guy take my kid. Are you kidding me? So there's all sorts of times when people will do that because they know that it is right and just to step into the potential suffering because that's what they need to do, right? Mm. And um, so, I so what I guess I'm saying is that circumstance really does matter, um, and that if you know if we're striving to exercise the virtue of courage, uh, you know, chances are we're 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 doing something that's good for our souls. I think courage is really really important in pain management and pain experience process or processing your your painful. Uh, experiences because it means that you can face it face the feeling face the 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 memory the painful memory and also face it and move on or process and move on or be yeah. um yeah you have to exercise courage and it's like when you're yeah. like yeah basically if you have How- if, you're, if you're not if you're worried from a like if you don't like snakes Right, <laughs> if you hate snakes, <laughs> you, you incrementally you face see one your right fears. in front of you. It's scary as you know, and it's not well, and very pretty. Uh, I don't know if you have a lot of snakes people, in Canada, but 
Oh, we don't have up. There's nothing poisonous. Everything down where you live is poisonous. Or no, no, you're in New Zealand. That's Australia. No, yeah, sorry. not not. Yeah, do not think we're Australians. We, no, I I did not. I did not. I recalled right away. It's like, no, you're New Zealand. Don't worry about that. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but what like, I was gonna say is, yeah. uh, uh, that's like when people mix up Canadians with Americans. Yeah. Like, well, you much. know, yeah. I mean, maybe we have the same TV stations, but like, I don't know. We're not the same kind of people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so back to the, the, the pain thing. Um, how about the courage to face the fear that if someone truly knew your story, they would never love you. Right. If someone, if something like, and I, I'm, you know, I read stories of survivors of all sorts of things. It's like, no one would believe you. They'd reject you. And you just know, that's like the, the, the dark side is just whispers into people's ears saying, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't share, you shouldn't share your story, even though, um, you, in the mm-hmm. looking back, you know, that it's going to help a lot of people. Um, but it's like, everyone's going to hate you if you share this basically. So people have to, um, or, or, or it's shameful. Like, you know, how can you, imagine? what, what kind of guy allows himself to get mm-hmm. sexually abused? Like that's so shame. It's like, no, no, things like that happen, mm-hmm. happen far more than what people want to talk about, but it, it, it's, it's people who are brave to share beforehand, which empowers people who are yet to share to mm. get closer to the edge of sharing and hopefully mm. ends up sharing. And that, and that can help them process their own pains and, and get to the forgiveness. And why is it? And you, you said, you, you said, hang on, you said, move on. I just want to clarify, like, we, I think it's important that we don't just say, well, we'll process it and move on. It's like our whole life is about moving towards something better, but we still have to honor the reality that it takes different types of time for people to move to a healthier place. Mm-hmm. And sometimes maybe it's easy for people to become impatient if someone's not moving on according to our schedule of what we want. So just, just like mm-hmm. a, an extra pouring out of compassion for anyone so mm-hmm. we don't make assumptions oh, about yes. how we think totally. they should move on you yeah know what I mean? no totally i was just gonna say um yeah no i suppose saying move on is um move on is in like uh progress into the next phase and not just sort of ignore, oh i see okay um ignore the um feelings or the the suffering but um, you've got to be moving forward so that you can actually get to a destination. Otherwise, if yes. you're stationary in one place, you will be stuck there, and you can't really move uh, move move forward and and yeah and and process yeah. things. So, um, exactly. I, I wonder if maybe that maybe that phrase carries a different nuance in the wheelhouse that I do a lot of work in. So yeah. I hope I, I wasn't trying to like pick on you for that, but it, oh, no, I, no, no. that made me think of that, you know, so, you know, people use words differently. And stuff, yeah. So. And, um, I, again, I had lots of things. It's, it's one of those things, this, this episode, <laughs> I have got lots of things that I actually like wanted to talk about. Perhaps I did not bring my, uh, my notebook with me this time around. So I should have wrote some things down, but that's okay. Uh, it's okay. No worries. But, um, I'm just thinking, um, as a final thought, sure. um, what would you like to, um, if someone is listening and it's going through a painful experience right now, 
What are your thoughts about processing their pain and dealing with it and helping them learn from it and move forward in life? Hmm. Well, I, that's a big ask. Um, <laughs> and, just and just know seconds. that there's. I'll <laughs> do my kidding. best. There's. I would say I would try to help people understand. There's always going to be people out there who are going to try to rush you through processing it, but we have to understand that they they don't understand what needs to happen in your heart. They they couldn't because they aren't you, right? So, um, but just to be patient with them, it might mean well. And this is probably the, one of the biggest things I hope is that people who are experiencing suffering, um, do not assume that perhaps like in, uh, a less than best response by someone implies that they're attacking. It could be out of sheer ignorance or I'd rather, rather say uh, naivety when people mm-hmm. they might be trying their best but it's just still gonna sound mm-hmm. not helpful you mm-hmm. know and so and that's one thing now as far as like dealing with things I just want to I guess I'll express look I I've got peace in my life that I never knew possible I mean I can't talk about this without talking about God I can't you know and people can think what they want and that's fine be on a journey right but um I've come to know the love of Jesus Christ in very powerful and intimate ways. I know there's no turning back for me. I mean, I'm still going to fall to sin here and there because I'm, I'm alive and I, I make dumb decisions sometimes, but um, I, my heart's desire is in God. And I've come to know <laughs> uh, the richness of, I mean, just a sliver of the richness that he has to offer us. If we just learn and practice trying to surrender to him, and that doesn't mean uh, it's not about power. That's about love because God can love us better than we can love ourselves. He is the fullness of love, the fullness of infinite, never ending love. Mm. And I needed that kind of love to help help manage the, dis- dis- the, the aftermath of destruction that was me uh, for so many years. And so I, I just hope and pray that people might open their hearts to the love that Jesus Christ has for all people. It doesn't matter uh, where you are at in that his love is waiting for you. Even if, even if you are another faith, it doesn't matter. His love is still waiting for you to, to, to be received. So that's where the peace is. And now, now in terms of like yeah. outside of that lens, um, cause that, that brought the peace, joy, happiness, and freedom um, that I never thought I could ever experience. But outside of that, I would say just, continue to put your 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 put your story out there so that it helps you uh, process what's going on while at the same time understanding that there's going to be some people who respond well and some people who won't and our happiness can never depend on how someone responds to it because there's always going to be somebody who's going to not respond how we want right and so our happiness can't depend on other people it has to do with when we uh, look in the mirror and we say, I did the best I could. If you can say that, then that's probably a really good start. Well, that's a beautiful way to end our episode for this week. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, Hudson, (laughs) thank you so much for coming on the show.
It's been a pleasure, Amina. Thanks again. <laughs> and until uh, next week, my dear listeners, I hope that you remain grounded and um, self-aware and feeling hopefully positive and colorful and joyful. And if you do experience pain, um, perhaps you don't want to look the other way. Perhaps you want to say, uh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, what do you want from me? And uh, let's work this out. Let's let's um, process this and move forward. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And I really hope to, um, yeah, see you next week. Until then, bye. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? Until next week, hairira.